I love like making food for people. I love like when uh, people are happy about our food. When people say like it's very nice, thank you. Like when people bring like all the family to eat there. Like you know, it's beautiful. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Lifelong friendships are made in the hospitality industry. Long hours, the reliance on teamwork and genuine commitment to the trade help foster the strongest connections. Many go into business with friends, but what's it like taking a friendship into a business relationship? Massimo Bonvenia is the co-owner of La Madia Pizzeria in Clovelly, New South Wales. Massimo, how are you? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? Good. You've uh, got yourself a, a pumping little business there in Clavelli, which you started with a friend. Well, what's it been like going into business with a friend? Uh, yes, I opened this business with uh, one of my best friends, Fabio. Um, uh, we are like uh, very old friends. We know each other since we were like 14 and uh, it's going really well. Like uh, we know each other really well. Uh, we trust each other and... Uh, yeah, I think it's the per- perfect match like to start a business. Is there, has there been positives and negatives for having had such a strong relationship prior to opening the business together? Yeah, it's very positive. It's really good. Like, uh, like we don't, we never had any problem together, and uh, and I think is uh, no, we, we're gonna maybe probably do something else together in the future and something like that. Tell us, tell us how it all started. Um, it started like, uh, when, uh, Fabio came here like three years ago, like uh, we start to talk about, uh, open something together. Like he's a very good, like uh, chef, uh, he's working like, uh, as a chef for many years as a pizza chef. I'm a chef as well. And, uh, so we start to talk together. We say like, uh, I've been here in Australia for like uh, 11 years. And um, we're talking together. We said, like, uh, once I get uh, my permanent residence, maybe we can start something together. And like this, after, like, I got my PR, we decided to open this small, like, uh, pizzeria in Clovelli. And, uh, yeah, we tried to do, like, the best we can. We, we use the best products. Uh, we've, we've been, like, very lucky because we found the best supplier, very good supplier. And... Um, yeah. Tell us about finding the site. Why did you settle on Clavelli and the site that you have? Like my dream was always to open a business close to the beach. And um, well, like with Fabio, we went around, we see many places. And uh, then we, we found this small pizza shop, like for Liz. Uh, we went there to have a look and uh, we fell in love straight away. Like it's a beautiful spot. It's a... Uh, it's not like very big, so to start like a first business was perfect for us. Um, yeah, that's what. I want to talk about what you're doing there shortly, but take us back to Italy. Where, whereabouts uh, did you grow up in Italy and, and what sort of role did food play in your family? Uh, I'm from Sicily, uh, Catania. Um, I've always been involved like in food, like uh, in my family, everyone loves to cook. Um, I used to make pizza like almost every week, like at home, like, uh, I love this, like, uh, type of dish. And, um, yeah, everyone pretty much like in my family love to, uh, to like, love to cook. That's why then I start to, after school, I start to work in restaurants. 
Um, I moved like first to London, where I worked like for a few years there, and um, then I moved to Sydney in uh, 2012. Um, and then I yeah I started to work uh, like for like a few small restaurants here in Sydney. Uh, I came here uh, like in a working holiday visa. And for two years, after these two years, um, I have to decide to stay here, like uh, as a student, because it was my only option, or go somewhere else. And then I decided to stay here. Uh, I joined a culinary course because I was spoke with my like immigration agent. She said like maybe for you it's better to uh, do a, a culinary course because you work in a restaurant, and then after maybe you can, you know apply for a PR, like if you, you can have a, uh, you can choose like to stay here or go somewhere else, you know? So for me, it was good to have an option. You know, I was not sure to stay here. So I said, okay, let's do this course and then let's see. So I did this course for like two years. And then at the end of these two years, uh, I have the opportunity to, to go back to Italy where I worked for like few Michelin star restaurant over there. Um, yeah, I worked for like six months for like a place called Piazza Duomo with the chef Enrico Crippa. At the time, it was number 17 of the best restaurant in the world. Yeah, it was very good, very, very good experience. And uh, after that, I want to move like uh, close to my family back in Sicily a little bit. Uh, so I joined another restaurant called uh, Coria. It was just a one mission star restaurant, like a small uh, one mission star restaurant. I was like a very good. Um after this year in Italy, I went back to Sydney and I had like a thing, like two months left in my visa. So I had to find a job straight away, like to, to stay here. Uh, my first interview and um, trial was at the Bellers Pavilion. Yeah, so I went there, I did my trial and then I start to work there. And then after one week, at the time, the sergeant was the chef and the owner of the restaurant. So he called me in the office. I said, like, Massimo, what do you want to do? You, you like here? You want to stay? So I said, yes, I want to stay. But, and he said, which one is your visa situation? You know, like, I said, look, my visa expired, like, in uh, two months' time. So uh, I need a sponsor. I need something like this. And then, and then he sponsored me straight away. And I got my sponsorship after, like, two weeks, I think. Yeah, and I worked there for like five years in a fine dining restaurant for like four years. And then I moved to the bistro because after the lockdown, they didn't have chef and stuff like that. So I moved to the bistro. Uh, there was uh, Peril at the time. I mean, I think he's still there. Uh, so I worked for him a little bit. And uh, yeah, it was good. Very nice experience there. How different was the kitchen at Bathers and the Bistro compared to the Michelin star restaurants that you worked at in Italy? Um, yeah, it was very different. The, like the, the one the one Michelin star was pretty similar, but the three one was pretty like different. Like there is like very like a serious kitchen. Like, you know, you can not say anything. You need to be like very serious at work. But like the one Michelin was similar to... Like in, they do like uh, good food, beautiful food. Uh, they are like serious, but you know, if you want to make a small joke, you can do that, you know. But in the three, three missions, I was like very tough. For me, especially for me, because I was coming from a different like restaurant, you know. So I have to adapt a little bit to these new things. 
You mentioned you're from Sicily. Take us back there. Uh, are there any sort of feasts or dishes that sort of speak of Sicily that you remember from growing up? Yeah, there is so many like uh, beautiful dishes. Like, um, yeah, in Italy, I used, I, I used to eat pasta every day. But like, I, I like simple things, you know, like for me, like a, a beautiful uh, um, spaghetti pasta with the, like tomato sauce, like something like this, like very fresh tomato sauce, maybe get like from the from the garden, you know, like something like very simple. Then in Sicily, there's so many beautiful dishes. Like one of my, uh, for example, granite is something like very good that you cannot find in here. Uh, it's a kind of like, um, it's like a kind of gelato, but it's not made with the milk. And um, yeah, it's beautiful, very nice. You mentioned you um, spent some time in, in London and then came out to Australia. What, what was the lure to bring you to Australia? Yeah, look, I was I was living in London for a little bit. Uh, it was nice, but uh, uh, it was not for me because I always loved like the like good weather. I love go to the beach and stuff like this. So I was looking for something like uh, like similar to like where I used to live before, like Sicily. You know, like beach, uh, good weather. So yeah, I heard about like uh, Australia. Like everyone were talking like really well about Australia, the lifestyle, like everything. So I said, look, let's try. So yeah, I bought, I bought a ticket and then I, I went there like by myself alone. Um, yeah, it was very tough at, the, at first because also my English was like uh, was not really good. So, but then I, yeah, I found a job like uh, like. Uh, maybe after like uh, two, three weeks, because I already have uh, like experience back in London. And from there I start to work like in kitchens, yeah. Australia has a really rich history with Italy, especially from a culinary perspective. And um, what did you think of the Italian restaurants here when you first arrived? Um, to be honest, like I think like in, uh, in Sydney, there's very good like Italian restaurant. Of course, they are not all of them like good, but like if you wanna eat like, uh, very like uh, authentic uh, Italian uh, uh, food. You can find something here. Like some, sometimes I'm, uh, it can be better here than Italy. You know, like I always say that. Like all the time, the people come, for example, to my pizzeria. They say, like, uh, look, I, I've been to Italy, and to be honest, this pizza is much better than the one I, I had in Italy. No, really, it's like this. Like here, you can find better food than uh, the Italy. Of course, it depends where you go, but yeah, it's possible. Tell us a bit about the, the produce that you're using and, and sort of what you're doing there at La Maria. Uh, what we use, like, uh, we, always, we try to use the best product we can find. So, like, for example, like, for, for the meat, we got, like, our meat supplier is, like, uh, is an Italian meat supplier. So, where we buy our, like, all the salami, the um, um, Italian-style ham, the prosciutto, we buy everything from them. They are very similar to the one we can find like in Italy. Uh, like for the veggie, we got a guy that uh, selects all the vegetables for us and uh, he come like uh, two to three times a week. Uh, for the other stuff, we, we got another guy that uh, bring everything like for example, the flower, these things like uh, from Italy. Uh, yeah, it was not easy to find these people, but uh, then we, we've been lucky. Yeah. The dough or the pizza is so important to the final product. Tell us a bit about your dough and sort of what you do. 
Yeah, our dog, like usually we do uh, 24 hours, 24 hour like fermentation. Uh, so Fabio is the one who make the, the dough. So what we do, when I'm in the pizzeria, I start to make the dough. Uh, and then we leave, uh, we leave the, this dough to rest. Uh, for like for the full day um, and then the next day we start to um, like uh, from the, the day after we we use this dough what what makes a great pizza what make I, I think the the dough of course is making a great pizza but also the ingredients like uh, I, I think like the one of the most important thing to have a great pizza is like use like uh, high quality products can you give us a, a couple of examples of some of the real stars on the menu um one uh, our pizza like for example we call amadia pizza is like uh we make our sauce so it's like a mix of like um uh, red and yellow that is sauce then we um, um uh, we put like some uh, um, prawns, like fresh prawns, like uh, zucchini flowers, and uh, some lemon just to to finish. This our like, uh, and then every like every month we try to put two or three special. To depends also like where we find in the market. You mentioned that uh, Fabio's background and his family have had uh, pizzerias. And is, is the approach different in Australia to uh, to Italy? Uh, yeah, he had a pizzeria for many years back in Italy. But uh, yeah, he said like uh, um, this. It's not like very different to uh, run a pizzeria here and uh, like compared to Italy. I think the maybe the only different thing can be like the language, you know. The only obstacle that we can have. You've spent uh, your career as a chef and now you have your own business. What surprised you about uh, being a restaurateur and running your own uh, restaurant? Yeah, running uh, my own restaurant is a bit different. Like, uh, like when I was working as a chef, like, you know, I was working hard. But then at the, at the day I was like finished, you know, I was free. I was, my, my head was empty, but here I work hard at the end of the day, I still need to think of what to do for the business. You know, even if during my day off or like I, I have to do something for the business, like, you know, other things that require Yeah. The last couple of years have been challenging for everyone and particularly those in the hospitality sector. Um, what, what sort of impact has it had on you? Yeah. It was very challenging. Like the, um, yeah, like especially for us because we opened just during the second like lockdown, so it was not easy because like uh, like everything everything was closed. Like uh, it was hard to find uh, like even the supplier. I remember like uh, when we had the first meeting with the supplier, the the owner of the this company came to talk to with us. Uh, uh, with the like uh, delivery clothes, you know, it's like, guys, I, I'm not supposed to be here, so I need to wear these clothes. <laughs> so it's like, or like, even like when uh, we bought an oven, they, like they delay like two or three, I think two weeks, uh, because they're like, look, I cannot bring the oven in your pizzeria because I cannot move. Yeah, like all these things. Yeah. So uh, for this one, we delay a little bit to the opening of the our pizzeria. I think we open like uh, three weeks after we supposed. Up, like, yeah. 
What's the response been like uh, in in the area? It's Covelli's um, known for its beautiful um, beaches, and um, but what, what sort of impact have you made? Yeah, Crovelli is a beautiful area. Like in summer, it's beautiful. Like uh, a lot of people. Like uh, there is a very nice atmosphere. I love Crovelli. We got like uh, a lot of locals. They they come to us. Like they help us a lot when we open. They support us. And uh, yeah, there is very beautiful people over there. Everyone is very nice. I love Crovelli. What do, What do your family think back at home about what you've created over here? Yeah, like. Uh, like my family was scared at first. It's like, uh, look, Massimo, like think like, think think like very well before doing something like this. You know, like especially now during the lockdown. Like you know, I was putting like pretty much all the money I had for this. You know, so it was pretty risky. But I said, look, I need to try. You know, I was we were confident. You know, I was me and Fabio. We we know each other. We are confident. We know what we're doing. We do this one for many years for other people. Why we can do it for ourselves, you know? And then I said, like, if it's going bad, we're just going to sell what we can sell. I'm going to start to work for someone else and then uh, start something different, you know, try something different. There's nothing to be scared, you know? At, at the top of the show, you mentioned that um, off the back of this business, you're thinking of doing something else. Is this, Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, like... Because the business is going pretty well. So with Fabio, we start to talk a little bit. Uh, maybe in the future, we can do something else. Maybe some other pizzeria or maybe something different. We start to talk about something different as well. But uh, yeah, I don't want to I don't wanna say anything at the moment because it's, something, it's just like, a, but yeah, we, we already plan to do something, something else. You mentioned that you were drawn to Australia for the warm weather and, and the beaches. Uh, what have the opportunities been like for you? And what do you love about um, about being here? I, I, I love to be here. Like, uh, because even, even as a chef, it's a different lifestyle. Like, you know, like, like uh, here you have the time to work, uh, the time to enjoy, to go to the beach. Uh, also, the pay is good as well. Like, so when you don't work, you have, money to do everything you want you know like back in italy it's not like this like if you're a chef in italy just work 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 you know you start nine in the morning and you finish like uh one in the morning you know yes yeah, different yes yeah, like there is shift it's like almost like a normal job you know so i really like like for for a chef i think australia is amazing really what what do you love about what you do uh i love everything about what we're doing like uh uh, I, I love like um, making food for people. I love like when uh, uh, people are happy about our food, when people say like, it's very nice, thank you. Like when people bring like all the family to eat there, like, you know, it's beautiful. When the kids come, they say, oh, thank you for this, thank you for that, it's beautiful. Uh, well, Massimo, it's, it's amazing to hear what you're building there and we've loved having you on Deep in the Weeds today to hear your story. Um, Please keep in touch and we'll catch up again soon. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah? This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.